What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we talk all things health-related. We're going to talk about all sorts of health information, as well as, hopefully, clear up all sorts of terrible health misinformation. What's up, Charleston? This is the Healthy Charleston Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Eve Gigi, where we're going to talk all things health-related. We're going to get into all sorts of health information, as well as all sorts of terrible health misinformation that hopefully we're going to clear up for you today. Today, we've got a very special guest who's got some accolades behind his name, which I'll just go ahead. We're just going to start with some of that, and then we'll dive into some of the, the really cool stuff. Um, we've got Lance here. How are Hi, you? I'm great. Thank you yeah. for having me. Oh, absolutely, man. I'm excited to do this. Yeah. I, I'm very excited to do this. So always like to start, what's your background? Who are you? Dig into who is Lance. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Lance Ogren, and I'm a swim coach here in Mount Pleasant. And I started off swimming as a very young boy. Belonged to a swim club and was very fortunate to have parents that thought it was important for me to learn how to swim. And swimming has followed me my entire life. I swam age group swim team. Then I went on to swim division one in college at St. John's University. And after that, that was pretty big, intense swimming. I kind of peeled away from the sport for a while. And then about 20, 25 years later, more like 20 years later, uh, like many master swimmers, they get back into the sport. They're kind of ready to get back and chase the black line and run up and down the uh, the pool. And then oh, I oh, start- like that's chase the black line because that's like yeah. the only reason I know from the Olympics, right? Like there's yeah. that black line that they need to be ahead of, right? So oh, well, there's that. That's the record breaking line. Oh, okay. Uh, so we just black line. <laughs> we just have the black line. They'll call it black line fever in swimming, where you just you know you're swimming so many miles in college and you're swimming all the time. You have a black line on the bottom of the pool uh, and it's just boring. So black gotcha. line fever is that. So after so many years of, of doing that, I kind of just wanted to be, have some fun and yep. not really swim, maybe get into a couple other things, a little bit of running and lifting and stuff. But then uh, I got back into swimming and realized how much I missed it. And then I took it a step further and started doing marathons. So marathon swim, uh, anything over, I think it's 12 miles. Uh, my first marathon was in 17 and a half mile swim from New York city to the Jersey shore. And then I started doing more and more marathons. And, uh, then I started to look into technique and I wanted to learn more about how to become more efficient. And I saw some great stuff online, but it was, it wasn't until I saw a site called swim smooth, which, uh, these guys, this company is located down in Australia mm-hmm. and they had some of the best free content to get swimsmooth.com. And I started becoming a fan. I started buying some of their DVDs and nobody in America was kind of putting it all together the way that they were. When was this? Like This about? was about 2010. Okay. Gotcha. So 2010. Pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, Swim Smooth got started, I think in like 2005. Great name, I, by the way. Know, Just sometimes great. the name, like, man, like, that's smart. You yeah. know what I mean? Swim smooth. That just rolls right off your tongue. It's so great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so they they had their site and uh, they put together some great products and they hooked me in and I decided that I wanted to become a swim smooth coach. So I went to a three day coaching uh, seminar in England 
So I went over to England for three days and then they invited me to come down. After you do the three day course, then you're invited to come down if, if they think, they think that you're swim smooth material and to be one of their okay. um, certified, certified coaches. Certified you could coaches. teach the class too, yes. or you could just, is that I more of a one-on-one training? Everything. everything. I, I do, I do clinics. I've done camps. I, I've done camps down in, in Florida and California. Yep. I do uh, one day clinics here in, in Charleston. I go up to Connecticut. I've been all over okay. you know, the U S cool. uh, great, great stuff. Those camps and clinics, but to get certified, you have to attend their three-day course. Then you have to go down to Perth, Australia, which is the other side of the world from here. Uh, it actually, it took me door to door, 38 and a half hours. Oh my goodness. And Where I, in uh, Australia is it? Like It is uh, Western Australia. So oh, wow. it would be, you know, so not only do you get to Australia, which like would be kind of like, over, yeah. you're going all the way to the other side. Uh, so it'd be like the California, if you're like in the so here, Sydney's East Coast, on the West. East Coast, right? Exactly. This is on the other side. I didn't even so, know there was stuff there. I just figured yeah. it was all like, you know, crocodile dungeon, you know <laughs> no, what I mean? Like big, big city, yeah, big city, cool. beautiful yeah. and a uh, uh, great time. But I, I spent two weeks there. And then after that, it was six months of training before I could be certified. So it's a, it's a really legit certification, if you will. Sure. To, to get this. And uh, I was the first in America to get it in 2015. Wow. I became the first. It's harder to get for some physical <laughs> therapy certification. Don't even take that long. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was intense. Um, but that's, um, that's what I do. So I can say that I'm a, an expert in, in video analysis, something that, that you came in for. One yeah. Time. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Yeah. You know, there's a, so. what I like what you did just to start talking about that a little bit is that just gave me kind of some really quick, not the right word, but really actionable stuff that I could work on immediately that kind of changed the way that I swam as opposed to like you swimming. Yeah is really complex. Like you can probably go down that rabbit hole. You could. Really bad, just with a lot of things. But, you know, just giving me, hey, this is like the two or three things that you need to do that can have the biggest impact. Because that's a big thing that we focus on in physical therapy too, is somebody comes in with back pain, what are the two things they can do, which is hard. Yeah. That's like, that's a skill in and of itself, right? It is, absolutely. To get to get someone, so you know, what, what I'm trying to do is get people that are might've come to swimming a little later in life, and trying to get them to really like swimming, you know? And if I can just get them to improve quickly, and, and most of the time it comes down to just breathing properly. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know how to breathe properly in the water, probably from that first swim lesson where your mother or father and uncle kind of grabbed you and said, one, two, three, hold your breath right. and dumped you underwater. And now you've been holding your breath the entire time when your face is in the water. So to make you a little more calm, get you to breathe properly, uh, don't feel like you're drowning while you're swimming. Like, right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, get rid of the struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So. Make it more just like, you know, when we run, right, we get out of breath, but it's not going to be the same. At least it wasn't for me when I was swimming. I definitely, drowning is a little drastic of a word, right. but even for when I wasn't physically tired, just being out of breath, which is super frustrating. Sure. You know, sure. I'm panicky. And then the panic kind of comes up, get me to the wall, get me to the wall. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's an incredible, an incredible curriculum that they have with Swim Smooth. And we go from teaching the very beginner all the way up to, you know, a people, friends of mine that are going out to Kona next week for the Ironman. Mm -hmm. so there's a few, there's a few people here in town that are going out for that. So uh, how long is that swim for 2.4 miles? Okay. 2.4 miles. It's, it's, it's actually, I, 
being a swimmer, you would like it to be longer. I've always teased my friends that <laughs> I, I, said, I said, you know, like, let's make yeah. it, let's make this triathlon equal parts. How yeah. about that? You know, let's go you know, 10 miles swimming, 10 bike, 10 run, but that's not really equal. That The time would be way off, but you'd be the minority for that one. For exactly. Sure. <laughs> not too many people, but yeah. to have, um, to have a swim run, which, which we had the first event this year uh, over in James Island, which was Trophy Lakes. Have you ever been out to Trophy Lakes or heard about Trophy Lakes? That's where they do a lot of water skiing stuff. A lot right? of water skiing. Okay. I've never been out there. I've heard of it. Yep. So cool. Great yep. place. But they have um, they have a lake there that they let us swim in and they ran an event and it was uh, a mile swim, a mile run. And then you could do two loops where it was another mile swim, another mile run or yep. three. So I wound up doing the three. So that day I swam a mile, ran a mile three times. Uh, and it was great, you know, just getting in the water to swim a mile, pop out. Because here I am, I, I can tell all my triathletes and friends that if you make it an event that's equal, yeah. that I would sign up. And then there it was. There are no events there's, like that, though. Yeah, there's very few, very yeah. few of that. But this one was great. I enjoyed it. It was so much fun. Getting you, back in the water after a run. How do you dress for that, though, right? You don't. You just kind of, you have, it like wasn't too cold. Shorts. You just wear your swim shorts. Yeah. And then no socks and sneakers. You don't waste any time. You just jump out. Yeah. I had a shirt. Um, and you had to keep your, your, your bib on, but you know, next, next year I'll do a racing bib. It's just a, a little kind of like fanny pack thing or whatever, yeah. but you don't throw, that's it. You just take your shoes off, dive into the water as a transition area. Um, and then you, you just go back and forth. It's great. That's so, awesome. Looking forward to it this year. Yeah. I've done one. I did, uh, the KOA, um, sprint triathlon. Yes. And I loved it. Just the yeah. swim straight into the bike yes. and then the run. Yes. I would have liked to have swam and ran, but I just, the logistics of it don't like, I would enjoy that activity. I feel like, cause I like yeah. running. Swimming is a good challenge. Just do those. Things. I actually don't love the bike. That's like my, yeah. I don't know, just being on the bike and just being like seven. I just want to be moving through like space via my own. I don't know. Without, just, without a, a, a an actual apparatus, if you want yeah. to bike, get rid of the bike, just me and the. Elements. I like being grounded to the earth. Yeah. I don't know, nice. just weird like that. So, yeah. um, this is your event. Events. You yeah. got to do this one. This will be in April. They're going to do it again. So, oh, wow. yeah, okay. Blue Sky Endurance is putting it on. Yeah, yeah, we, so. I love them. Yeah, great, great over great there. People, Coleman Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so. cool. Okay, so, um, the, here's the coaching aspect. Yes. I know you've done some athletic stuff. Yes. Too. Yes. Here's a quick aside. We know each other, just so you know, is what's the most anybody's ever swam before in one sitting period? Is there like a record for that? Like I've swim a hundred oh, miles. Do you have any idea what that is? There are people taking it to the limit. There are extremes. You know, like ultra everywhere. marathons. Ultra just, marathons. You know, yeah. people that want to do marathons every day, uh, even yeah, run marathons, marathons. You know, like days. everyone's one up in each other. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy right now swimming the Pacific. He's going to swim the Pacific Ocean like eight hours a day. And they're they're tracking him from Japan to uh, San like Francisco. Like he's literally doing it right now. He's literally doing it right now. Is there like a website where they're there tracking is, him? There is, and I, I don't know. I, oh, we'll look I, I get, I get we'll too look much crazy. I, I get the crazies, but uh, people are taking things to the extreme. And I, I thought one day when uh, there's eight bridges, which is up in uh, New York, and it's the Hudson River, and each day they do a marathon swim anywhere from, like I said, twelve miles to twenty miles each day. You do it over eight days intense swim they they're pushing the boundaries that uh you have you have people that just all want to do one up and and, and 
they have different reasons why they're doing it, and they're all swim the Pacific. Swim the Pacific. That, that just I mean, sounds mind-boggling. That is awesome at the same time. Outrageous. Sailing the got, Pacific is hard, right? Yeah. <laughs> you put somebody in there. Yeah. And he's got he's got a bunch of people that are uh, going with him. They're doing it kind of for science. And yeah. They're going to see what they see in the slow crossing. It's going to take months to do, and I just think it's so outrageous. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. I mean. Obviously, it brought you on for the swimming stuff, and mm -hmm. I want to focus on that. But sure. another reason, just reason that we've kind of connected is, and we were talking about it earlier, mm -hmm. was kind of just human optimization stuff, yes. right? So, like, you're definitely a specialist when it comes to swimming, but you've, what I think, done a really cool job of, like, branching out into other things to help you with your one thing, yes. which I really like, too, right? Like, physical there is one thing, but, like, if I can learn about all these other modalities, all these other things, it's going to help me in my one thing. So like maybe shed some light on some of the other stuff that you've been doing that has kind of helped you with swimming or helped you in life or business or whatever. Sure. Sure. Uh, I, I started doing these experiments uh, with my body, like little things. And it would You're be like Tim Ferriss. Tim like, Ferriss. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they wind up doing these 30 day experiments. Yeah. And I think they're wonderful. And the last one that I just did was a, was fasting and it, and it was just like this. You didn't eat for fasting. thirty days. I'm no, sure. I'm just <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, uh, but, but <laughs> you listen to some of the. I listen to podcasts and, and some some people are doing these fasts that are lasting eighteen hours and they're only eating for six. And I never. I always thought that was a little too extreme for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but I listened to a podcast and a and a gentleman was talking about fasting and he's like, "Why don't you start off with like an easy fast?" And I was like, "Well, what's an easy one?" And he, Seven o'clock at night to seven o'clock in the morning, no food, and and it's it's like oh, yeah, it's that's really easy. That's yeah. cake. That's, yeah. it, it, that should be the norm, it, but that's a whole right? different. Story. It should yeah. be the norm. Yeah. Uh, but I would still I would eat dinner and we'd put the kids to bed and then maybe I would eat something. Or sure, I want like a cookie a at nine o'clock. I've right? earned it. Are you I've earned me? it. You yeah. got the kids down. Yeah, they're, they're all you know. We did tubbies tonight. Yeah. Uh, so free little you know shot of uh, happiness there. <laughs> <laughs> so I started doing these, and, and uh, it was a remarkable. It, you feel so much better going to bed on an empty stomach, and you're if you think about it, you're giving yourself. I go to bed around ten o'clock, giving yourself about three hours to kind of digest your food, and then you're going to go to bed, and, and your body's going to be ready to repair itself, as opposed to eating something digesting. right before you go to bed and now it's going to work on digesting and then it's going to get to repairing itself probably around one o'clock it's too late already yeah so uh this has been great i really enjoyed it it's not hard to do uh, i did it for 30 days and i'm still doing it so seven o'clock that's the cutoff no more food and sometimes i'll push it to eight o'clock or nine o'clock but i i do realize that i i kind of get like a i can get just me uh, maybe a little cranky if I don't have something sure. before then. So, um, but that was, that was one days and, and they could be anything else physical. I, I think one of my last blog blog posts was about hanging, which yeah, I thought was fantastic. That's why I kind of initially reached out right? yeah. from that. I was like, that's just awesome. Like yeah. who talks about hanging? You've ever seen a blog yeah. post about hanging? I challenge anybody to say, <laughs> yeah. you know, unless they're yeah. a gymnast, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's just such a wonderful thing. Uh, how to hang and, and why to hang and the benefits of hanging. And uh, most swimmers will have shoulder problems. They'll develop shoulder problems probably from improper technique uh, or maybe overuse. We so, see it a lot in our practice. Sure, sure. Yep. sure. And, and uh, healthy shoulders can come from something as simple as hanging. And it's, you know, it's a great stretch. It feels good. And then if you want to or get into chin-ups or pull-ups, it's a great way to start kind of getting those, uh, getting the shoulders ready, getting your range of motion back a little bit, 
loosening up. So uh, 30 days of hang, and you can do them for time. You know, you yeah. do them throughout the day, which is which is probably the best. I'm a little jealous. You have things to hang from all over. I here. did it this morning. Believe it or not, I go on like a morning walk. Yeah, and I uh, drop my son off, and like there's multiple places to hang, whether it's a playground and there's actual like uh, exercise. You know, like they usually have them around tracks yes, sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. Like little stations. Little stations. For. Certainly. And I just you know sat and hanged from them, and I do it right. when I go in the gym. On some of my off days, I'll hang. And I will get upside down. Just two things yeah. that Wes, who's you know been on the, you know my co-host, sure. Um, and I just think because what we know, just this kind of just clicked in my head, is that closed chain. You know what closed chain, open chain activities? You ever heard that before? Yes, but so closed chain would be like um, squatting. Mm-hmm. Open chain would be doing a knee extension machine. Okay. So I'm not grounded to the floor. Uh-huh. Kind of similar to talking yes, about yes, yes. So open chain, closed chain. And we know that closed chain exercises are better for building muscle mass mm-hmm. and better for strengthening muscles. Mm-hmm. Good for those two things. It's very difficult to do, if you think about it, a closed chain exercise for your upper body. Right. But a handstand yes, and yes. a pull-up, yeah. in essence, are closed chain exercises. So why yeah. are we not, if we're squatting every day, we're deadlifting every day, or we're doing some kind of closed chain why are we not doing that every day for upper body? And I really started to think about that. That's great. And I just love that so it could cool. be, you just said, it's like a simple, again, the linchpin, a simple thing for every swimmer to do that, let's say conservatively 50% of them yeah. would implement yes. and would probably get some shoulder relief out of it. Without a doubt. Yeah, without, without having surgery, without even going to a PT. Yes, right. it's okay. You don't have to all go to PT. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and just clear yeah. something simple up like that where it's not that complex sometimes. It's it's not it's yeah. not and that is such a good thing and uh, I, you brought something else up it's easy what's easy for me and it would be you know I have a bunch of stretches that I could give to a swimmer but why why give them a bunch of swim once you give all these stretches I feel like you're not going to do it how about one stretch mm-hmm. how about just one stretch try to do this one three times a day and and set your phone for three times a day but uh, if you can't get three how about once a day yeah start it off small and it's something that I, I i mentioned earlier about creating like these habits uh, not on the podcast but when we were speaking yeah earlier, um how can i get to where i want to be and how can i get to how can i start to work out more or eat better or something and what i told you was uh, reduce it to the ridiculous get it to be so easy that you cannot not do it Interesting. So, that's not what I thought you were going to talk about. Yeah, that's reduce it to how ridiculously how, easy is how that. ridiculous. Easy. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I I heard a story about a guy who wants to you know get fit, wants to join a gym, wants to uh, do the whole nine yards, and his trainer told him, "All right, give me ten push-ups. And he's like, well, "I'm not ready yet." And, and he's like, "Well, I'm, I'm dressed in my business clothes." And he's like, "Just drop down, and give me ten push-ups. And it doesn't, you know, and it just kind of changed his mindset that. You can start now. You don't have to join a gym. Let's reduce it to the ridiculous. Let's get it so easy that for the next 30 days, I'm going to do just five push-ups, And each day, maybe I'll add one mm-hmm. or, you know, so five on Monday, six on, and that's all I'm going to do. And then when it starts to get to be too hard, I'm up to 15. Maybe I'm not there yet. I'll do two sets. I'll do seven and eight or something like that. But you're going to create the habit and that habit is what's going to change how you're going to be able to get from point A to point B. Right. And how many people actually do that? Almost everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm guilty of this. Mm -hmm. I either want to do something 100% or not at all. 
like a five-year-old child. Like, <laughs> I don't want the whole cake or I'm not going to have right. any cake at all. You know what I mean? Yes. So, like, um, it's a tough thing to get through. But right. once you start doing it, you realize that that is by far the best way to create action for yeah. somebody who's trying to create, like you said, a yeah. new habit. A new habit. It's yeah. a healthy habit. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool. Like, I was thinking about this more, this kind of 30-day challenge, and it's good I think for two reasons. And tell me what you tell me what you think. Mm. One is that you're breaking up your routine. You're constantly trying something new. And guess what happens? If you keep trying new things, you're going to find something that actually works. Certainly. Right? Yes. Um, and I just think that let's just focus on that for a second. Like yeah. I think that's super powerful because how many of us are just doing kind of the same routine every day and figuring out why isn't this working? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're strong. You're strong in one area, but you're weak in another. You know. So. Uh, I, just take it. Uh, I did deep squats, you know, so um, ass to grass squats, if yep. you will, you know, yep. all the way deep, deep squats. And you do that for 30 days. And, and that opened up my hip. It opened up my glutes. I had, a, you know, I always had a tight glute for some reason. I couldn't get it off. I, uh, right. And you went to like number multiple, you know, multiple, multiple practitioners. practitioners. They worked on it a little bit and I wasn't sure if it was the way I was swimming. And, you know, it was, it was a nagging kind of thing. Well, you didn't start doing. I did squats and you, uh, it was a 30 day, 30 minute challenge. Now that's a little difficult, but you do them throughout the day. Yeah. So, you know, three minutes here, four minutes there, but you're doing it all day long. It's opening up all your hips. So absolutely fantastic. But I could have just done a 30 day challenge with something that I was good at, whether it was you know, maybe push-ups or, yeah. you know, I'm just doing the things that are easy. Let me try something different to mix it up. Yeah. And see and what lo I- And behold, what you just found, this like needle in a haystack, exactly. magical linchpin item that got your glute feeling better. So true, so yeah. true. And then, you know, and then you move on to something else, but. I'll always find myself in a deep squat throughout the day, or I'll, right. and I'll then find you myself how hanging. You can implement that exactly. Now to have it. Exactly. I don't. I don't have to do thirty days. I did thirty days. Yeah. I did thirty minutes. Uh, it was great, and then I might go and do it again at another time. Bring it back in. Yeah. But for now, I'm I'm trying these other things. Another one, a great one, was thirty days of cold showers. That was nothing. There's science behind that stuff. There's, oh man! But yeah, cold showers are, are wonderful. They cool your body down after in the morning. So. Uh, here the water doesn't get even cold enough right but uh even in january we me and two of my buddies we, we did it and it was it was great 30 seconds you start off with just 30 seconds yep and then a week later you're at 45 seconds a week later you're at a minute and then you know the last week we're like why well, even touch the hot spigot we'll just right. go in and go cold and just cool you down so you, used uh, to you do and it's and it's good for you it's, it's energizing and we talked one time before that i think uh, our one of our goals in life is to have a cold dip in our, oh, yeah, 100%. you know, I would love a cold dip, you know, yeah, something like that was sitting. It's 32 or 37, it's right. optimum and just like literally a plunge pool, they call it. Plunge pool. Yeah. Bam. Just jump in and, jump and get right cold. Start it was my day great. Every day with just absolute vigor. Yeah. Um, so the second piece to that and just kind of, you just perfectly segue into it is being comfortable with being uncomfortable which Absolutely. is a skill that i feel like a lot of people don't have yeah. and it's really something that i think is necessary and to anchor it back what we're talking about to be healthy because if you do the same thing mm -hmm. and you don't ever like kind of expand that's a big part of being a healthy person is like getting into your environment expanding it mm -hmm. and doing more things like that's just a part of us being kind of humans in a way. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, um, it just, it creates that habit because you're going to do a new 30 day challenge. You're going to do something you're super uncomfortable with every 30 days or whenever you do one of these challenges. And like, 
you begin to realize how much better you feel, how open you, you know, you feel right. you're prone to do more challenging things. And I'm sure you see that, that how it's helped you in your life in multiple ways. Absolutely. And then after the 30 days, you're like, I wasn't so bad. Right. All, everything that I walked in with, oh, I, you know, that was, maybe it was harder than I thought it was, but most of the time. All those fears, you're right. like, why was I even scared in the first place? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and I, you come out with something better. You have something that you can talk about. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's such a cool way to kind of view, you know, creating action implementation and like, you know, like we've talked about, I'm really, I get excited about creating health and human optimization. That's just a really cool way to, yeah. to do it, you know? So, uh, talking about that, uh, of being comfortable with the uncomfortable, um, and I'm going to take this, uh, I, 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 you mentioned some of the things that I've done. I've done some some of the hardcore things. Uh, yeah, I'd love for you so, to mention them. It's totally up to you. I mean, uh, it's going to bring that. Yeah. That, so in in 2009, uh, I was training. 2008, I was training for the English Channel swim. Yeah. And uh, that water, the the temperature for the day that I swam in 2009 was 59 degrees. So 59 degrees, no wetsuit, just your bathing suit. A uh, little bit of lanolin, like cheap lanolin and Vaseline. Mm-hmm. You know, people would cover themselves. You might see some people do that. I did not. I just put a little bit on my back and uh, a little bit on my chafing points, any place that would rub. But the training for it was getting out into the Northeast, getting into the Atlantic in the beginning of April. So I'd start up up there and it would be about 47 degrees. And I'd try to stay in the water for 15 minutes. And I'd swim and it would take me at least five minutes to get in. It mm-hmm. very, very cold. But you started progressing. And then all of a sudden, when it came time for the water to get to about 55, 60, you were fine. You know, and then other people might be coming to the beach. They didn't have the same goal as you. They weren't worried. But you wanted to be cold to that point right. where you could handle it. And then you started to expand on it. So every week, just like I was adding to these 30-day challenges, each week I would add five minutes maybe that's where this whole thing kind of started it could have been it could have been absolutely and then each each week you add a little bit more the temperature comes up a degree or two and then as you get closer and closer to memorial day up there you're you're getting close to say 60 degrees and then then you're looking to do you know your long swims six hours or so it's a really good point i mean we talk about this a lot in rehab for instance like return to running return to sports stuff like that um in the context of of rehab, we call it graded exposure, mm-hmm. right? So you slowly expose yourself to a new stimulus or maybe the painful stimulus before, mm-hmm. let's call it bending forward, right? And we slowly expose somebody to that stimulus until their body gets used to it. Because what I focus on in rehab, and again, it's it's again, it's, it's simplifying things, kind of what you've done is just, as opposed to doing all this fancy stuff, which you can get really fancy with a lot of modalities or pills mm-hmm. or shots or whatever, if you can just do graded exposure in an intelligent way, right. imagine how many people wouldn't have pain. A lot of that. Exactly. You know, exactly. or just giving a new stimulus to it. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're just squatting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now that's a great way to get yourself to the to the other side of an injury or a pain point. Right. You know. And keeping you also in in the sport or in what you're trying to do. Uh, well I'll I'm sure you've seen it or you get people that'll come to the gym here or uh, with swimming, they come in, they're all in. And this is the other end of that where like I'm all in and then all of a sudden I'm hurt. Yeah. Why, why is my shoulder hurting? I was like, well, you didn't swim for 30 years. You told me when you, you like you were yeah. a good swimmer, you have uh, all the muscle memories there. 
you just don't have the endurance and now you're going to break down and you know, let's get a gentle progression up yeah. and then we'll just, we'll work you up. Uh, Do you expect your body just to all of a sudden just be right insane back. It, like if we, if our body changed that quickly, it would yeah. not be a good thing. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it takes time to adapt, adapt to a new stimulus because that's how we have adapted and evolved. It's what's ideal for a human body is to be a little bit more resilient yeah. and somewhat resistant to change, which is, you know, it's a good thing. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, um, in talking a little more about swimming, we'll, we'll go, we'll circle back to some of that, you know, um, what are some of the things that you would focus on for somebody maybe just starting out swimming? What are some things they can implement in the context of obviously not being able to video analysis anybody, or maybe some swimmers out there who kind of like, Hey man, how do I, you know, optimize my movement or what kind of things should I kind of focus on? First thing that I teach always, and this is the basis of Swim Smooth, is breathing. Yeah. I've got to be get my breathing down. Once my breathing goes away and I'm holding on to my breath, my technique will go right out the window. Is there window. a key so into that breathing? It is. It's, it's nothing more than when your face is out of the water, you inhale. And then as soon as you bring your head back into the water, you're exhaling. So think about a jog. Uh, if you're out running uh, or even a, a, um, in a spin class, your, your breath is never deep where it's, it's, it's kind of a shallow inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. Right. With swimming, uh, there's a, people will hold their breath or they'll turn their head to get a breath of air and they'll take in this big breath of air and then they'll hold it. And then when they turn their head again to get another breath of air, they actually exhale and inhale. So it's, and now you can see how even if yeah. I'm fit or in shape, one length is gonna tire me out. So I'll always start off with exhale when your face is in the water, as soon as it comes back from being out of the water for the inhale, and work on that breathing. Even my some of my best swimmers uh, will hold on to the breath. I used to hold on to my breath just mm-hmm. for a little bit, and I got very good at it. And then I learned that I was actually right. your I body could be adapted better. to that stimulus. Exactly. It can adapt and, to anything. That's without, the funny part. And yeah. I did I did marathons that way, uh, hours of swimming. But uh, now I know yeah. I'm always focused on my breathing. So breath work is 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 kind of number one. Um, and then there's there's other things which would be like pushing off the wall and trying to maintain. A, a lengthened position. It's, yeah, that was a big thing I still struggle with. It's right. just like, I just want to be a little more flexed. I don't want to be as open as you told me to be. It'd be very long from yeah. my fingertips to my toes. And if I do that without arching my back, um, I'm going to become a little more stable for all my movements. So and it's I, a movement a lot, a lot of people do. We're all sitting all day in cars, couches, chairs. Exactly. And all of a sudden, that's why I think swimming is like, totally underrated. Maybe it's not underrated. People know it's really healthy, but it's such a good exercise. It is. It is probably one of the best exercises. You can see it on the night. You can watch the nightly news, if you will, or anything. Every time they're talking about, uh, you know, pharmaceutical company, there's someone in the water swimming. They're like, you know, you're looking to get your life back, you know, and you see somebody swimming. Yeah. That's supposed to be the best. It, it's a great, great Low exercise. Impact too. Low impact, cardiac, card, uh, you can get some cardio and uh, you can also develop muscle and, and, you know, do different things. It's, it's a phenomenal sport. Yeah. I mean, we just don't use, um, our upper body, I think enough in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And just being able to, yes, yeah, swimming is functional, a functional way like that is huge. And, and absolutely, you know, that, that reminded me, what else can I tell people to do? Some swimmers that might be listening to this. How about stretching on the deck, just a, an active stretch or movements of your shoulders, like arm swings or arm circles, mm-hmm. something to warm up your upper body. Because like you said, we're not using our upper body enough, but yet we get into the water and we think, let's go, I'm gonna do a 25 and it's all upper body. Now, like I'm, I'm out of breath, I didn't warm anything up here. I always say that with running, 
you can wake up and even when you're making coffee, brushing your teeth, yeah. getting ready to walk you out. You don't get out of bed and immediately start running. That'd exactly. be like the analogy of that, right? Like it would literally be. my track is right outside my bed and I'll just <laughs> take one step and just start sprinting. Like who would do that? And exactly. swimming. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So let me stretch it's out. Good you point. get some some circles going, uh, you know, maybe some YTWLs. I'm a big fan of, you know, doing a stretch where I'm uh, opening up my chest a little bit, mm-hmm. engaging my uh, scapula back, trying to open up. But things like that, really, really beneficial to me before I jump in the water and start swimming right away. Yeah. So. No, that's cool stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. So I got a couple questions for you. Just some quick spitfire stuff. Let's right. Do it. We we could make this a two-hour podcast, but <laughs> we're just gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it tight because that's already a ton of good information. Excellent. Um, what is the? What is your definition of healthy? So I ask everybody this, sure. right? It's pretty broad. I've yeah. had a lot of different answers, but you know, what's your definition of health or a healthy person? Flexibility. Okay. Flexibility is is definitely what I think. Now, there's a Chinese proverb, you're as young as you are flexible. So my definition of that is how well do you move? Uh, how is your body moving? Are you tight? Are you kinked up? And I have a lot of people that are very fit. Uh, they don't move well. And they might be a little too intense into maybe triathlon or lifting, but uh, is your body, is it moving like, can you just bend over and pick something yeah. up without any, without any pain, without a grimace? Right. But, you know, yeah, you can be this fantastic athlete, but are you flexible enough to use your body the yeah. way it's meant to be made? The specificity piece, yeah. right? And when yeah. you say flexibility, not length of muscle, you're talking about, can I move my body in space in various different ways without, without pain? Yeah. yeah. And can I, can I move any it? limitation, any yep. limitation? Can I move it all over? Can I move my neck? Can I move my body? And then you can take it even one step further. Can I remain flexible in learning? Yeah. Did I just, did I just shut down at age 30 and this is the way things are right. and I'm not open to hearing brain other flexibility, too. brain flexibility. Yep. It's yep. fantastic. You know, like yeah, I'll, listen to you. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to what you have to say. I'm not sure if I believe it, but I'll listen. And then, you know, maybe that is true. So I, I try to do that. And I think uh, I'm not saying that I'm great at it, but I, I'm, I'm working on myself. I'm, a, I'm, I'm working on myself uh, all the time. Self-experimentation. That's yeah. it. Like, you know, how, how open can I be to other people's point of views or, or how they do things, uh, different uh, ways of training and stuff like that. We so, haven't had that one. I like that one yeah. a lot. Like being flexible, yeah. right? Just in general. In general. Well, all, all aspects of that. Yeah. You know, just socially, emotionally, physically, mentally, whatever. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, I like that. I'm going to steal that one later. Yeah, right? thank you. Um, okay, Spitfire, what are you best at? I make a mean tomato sauce. <laughs> I'll tell you. For uh, like spaghetti? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, growing I can't up, wait we to be invited it, for spaghetti. We would have been, we would have had a, it would have been gravy when, when I was growing up, but it was, uh, yeah, tomato sauce. That's, uh, that's what I'm, I'm really good at. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, what do you suck at? I need to work on gift giving. I have to do better at gift giving. I'm, I'm, I'm hot and cold, but I would like to be better at, at, at getting gifts. Okay. So yeah, that would be. That's a good one. Sure. Yeah. Um, what is the number one thing the public should do to maintain their health and fitness? You're allowed to say swim if that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> biases are allowed. Um, I have biases too. I said squat. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure, sure. You know, if you could pick only one thing. One thing. 
one thing would be to invest in your health. And that can be anything. That mm -hmm. could be a personal trainer. That could be going to get something fixed that might not be covered by insurance or, you know, maybe I have to make a chiropractic visit. Sure. Maybe I have to get something, something nagging that's not working for me. Uh, it could be a massage. It could just be like, you know, like, oh, I don't, I don't get massages. I, I got a lot of massages when I was training for my uh, marathon swims. Yep. And it wasn't even, it wasn't a luxury. It was something that was absolutely necessary. I, I left the sport for a long time. I went back in pretty hardcore. Yeah. But I had a chiropractor. I had a masseuse. Um, so by doing those things, I was able to keep going. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, a lot of things that I do have longevity in mind and, yeah. uh, you know, being able to invest, pay for it now and get some of this stuff right. so that you don't have to pay for it later. Right. So, uh, definitely invest in your health and that goes for your health. And even, even if you have some things that you can't get over in your head, Sure. You know, go see someone and talk about it. Don't look to your significant other to kind of solve that problem or your friend, God for you know, over beer or something yeah. like that. Go talk to someone and, and invest in that because you'll yeah. you'll you'll be much healthier. I love that. That's what we talk about it in our practice because we're all cash. And so we say, Hey, like it's time for you to invest, make this investment. Yeah. And we get a lot of buying with people when they do that. Right? Yeah. So that's yeah. uh, gonna help you. Might be one of my Another favorite one. You're just killing me today. <laughs> um, okay. What, uh, some fun ones. What's yeah. your walkout song? Higher Ground, Stevie Wonder. Maybe it's Higher Ground, the Chili Peppers, depending on my move. Move, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whichever one, but uh, okay. Stevie Wonder. Got it. What's your favorite cartoon? Past in, or in, present? In the 90s, I was a huge Simpson fan. Uh, sure. Was, that was um. Then there was a big edge to the Simpsons back yeah. in the nineties. Oh like, yeah. They said some some stuff they don't say now. They're yeah. kind of a little now it's old news. Right? Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Uh, huge fan of that. But probably growing up as a kid, I was a fan of Bugs. Bugs Bunny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Looney Tunes. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I grew up on that stuff. All my kids to enjoy that, but um, yeah. I haven't you know, haven't you, done that yet. Need to. Yeah. Yeah. If you weren't a swim coach, what would you be? Oh, that's that's a tough one. Um, yeah. Yeah. It could uh, be ideally, it could be realistically. You know, I've kind of had a little bit of both, but like, you know. You know, there's uh, I'll, I'll talk about. Um, well, we're 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 gonna open up the uh, our our dream, which is gonna be the swim school. We we haven't yeah, talked yeah, we'll, about that. Yeah, we will. Uh, we will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you know that that's kind of like where my dream is. You know that was my dream, uh, and it is still is. But we're so close. But uh, all joking aside, if I had to be something else, I always thought it would be cool to be the host of The Price Is Right. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> You know, and, and it's it's funny. You're, like, oh, this caring. guy, this yeah. guy's a, like, you know, he, he's it. a joker. He's he's yeah. nothing. But could you imagine having this job? You, you're you, you. I think you do a couple of episodes at once. Uh, they're all thirty minutes long, or uh, or maybe it's an hour. I think it's an hour. Yeah. Uh, so, but you're doing nothing but making people happy, like ridiculously happy yeah. for like a, a washer dryer. They win that, they lose their minds. And even if they don't win, they they're on TV. Awesome. They're like, you know, it's, it'd be too routine for right? me. It'd be like, man, because it's just like the same thing. Same over thing and over, over and over. But like, I like that. I'm, it's a few hours. Yeah. It's a few hours. A, a couple of days. You're making a, week. a ton of money, man. And then you're like, all right, you know, I'm just I'm making people happy. Oh, they love that all yeah. day long. And then, um, 
Everyone's sick. Yeah. You watch the prices. You do all right. kinds of things after yeah. that. You know, it's not. I don't think it's all consuming. I don't think you have to sit around and kind of figure out what goes yeah. into the show. After a while, it's that's cool. You know, yeah. Um, what's the uh, last TV? <laughs> what's the last TV show you watch? Don't say prices, right? No, <laughs> great. Uh, don't don't watch too much. But uh, my wife and I both like we're both from. Uh, I'm from New York. My wife was there for nine years, and we watch Will and Grace. So we, we think that's okay. fun. We keep yeah. it very light. I think there's way too much drama on TV right now, sure. like at the nighttime. But that's one where we just sit and kind of laugh yeah. at them. They think they're kind of goofy. And a, a few different places in New York to watch, you know, yeah, kind yeah. Of brings us back a little. Uh, last one. The What's the last book you read? Last book was uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dan, Dale Carnegie. Yeah, that's my first book I recommend to almost everybody. Great book. Yep. Great book. You know, yep. you come out of that and one of his big things that he says is uh, you can't win an argument. Uh, and that's, that's pretty, pretty good stuff where you're not going to win an argument. Yeah, I'm definitely going to link to that one. So great, great book. So tell us a little bit, I wanted to kind of wrap up with this, like mm -hmm. obviously you're about to open this school. Tell us a little bit about that real quick. And then sure. Yeah. yeah. Be great. Brighton. Swim yeah. The, the name of the swim school is Brighton swim Academy. And we're going to be located in park West in Mount Pleasant. And the school is, a learn to swim school. So we're going to be teaching people how to swim from six months old. It's going to start off with little, little kids. Uh, so it'll be a mommy and me kind of six months and we're going to go all the way up. There is no age limit. So we'll teach everyone how to swim and then we'll actually progress kids to how to swim better. So kids looking for how to do the strokes that they might mm -hmm. not be getting with their age group swim team, uh, which is very difficult for the, the swim teams to be able to give in, like proper instruction because they're usually overwhelmed with 30 kids in one. Yeah. I've been to those swim meets. It's, it's crazy. There's a lot of yeah. kids. So to hone in on your skills and butterfly backstroke and breaststroke, you know, get those, but we'll have special classes for that. And uh, we'll do birthday parties and stuff like that. Yeah. So it, uh, we get where we just opened up registration today, October 1st. Okay. And it's a uh, www brightonswimacademy.com i'll link to it in the show notes that'd too excellent yep. that'd be awesome and uh yeah we're, we're we're looking we're hoping to open right now in january so we're not open yet but uh if the weather stays good and we don't get another hurricane we should be open yeah. uh right around january so cool. uh beginning of the year i just love the idea of hey i'm gonna get swim lessons from somebody who has taught it for a long period of time. I can develop these good habits now. Yeah. Kind of like when I started training, strength training, I'd rather have, why would I have started with somebody who's done it their entire lives rather sure. than just in a high school gym? Like yes, yes. getting that opportunity to do that, hopefully from an early age and do it all the way, you know, till uh, they get older would be priceless. It's It, it yeah. would be so great. We get our, get our hands on the kids when they're young and then uh, they have that confidence in the water. It's, it would be wonderful, so. Cool. Yeah. Cool, Lance. Thanks for yes. coming on, man. Thank you. Thank yeah, you for we're going to have a part two. We're going to go deep into the 30-day challenges. Sounds great. Yeah, I look right. forward to it. Thanks. If you uh, enjoyed the content here, please leave us a re review on iTunes and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. What's up, everybody? Eve here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Healthy Charleston Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. And please leave us any comments. We're always looking to improve or recommend a guest. Yes, we take recommendations. Also, if you want to learn a little bit more about us and our health and human performance clinic, 
or we do physical therapy and performance training, please go check out madetomovept.com. Again, that's made, the number two, movept.com. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.